Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Sheikh Muhammad Duar. Wassalamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bihudah amma ba'd. My dear brothers and sisters, we continue tonight bi-idhnillahi ta'ala with our short series regarding words of advice that were given by the great companion Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And Abu Darda radiallahu anhu, the great companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was known to be a man of wisdom. And he would give advice that was filled with plenty of wisdom. And we are currently going through the first word of advice that he gave. And part of that advice is where he radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, and remember Allah in times of ease, and he will remember you in times of difficulty. To remember Allah azza wa jal in times of ease, And in return, Allah remembers you in times of difficulty. And remembering Allah in times of ease, my brothers and sisters, means that the person should remember Allah Azza wa Jal while they are enjoying the blessings of Allah Azza wa Jal. Because when Allah bestows His blessings upon you, these are times of ease. So when you are comfortable, when you are rich, wealthy, when you are living a pleasant life, these are times of ease. And these are the times to remember Allah Azza wa Jal. Some of the companions, radiallahu ta'ala anhum, they said, we were tested with ease, and we were not patient. Then we were tested with difficulty and we became patient. Look at the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum to show that sometimes being in a state of comfort and ease can trick a person and take them somewhat away from Allah. They said, we were tested with ease. So the Sahaba radiallahu anhum used to consider times of ease to be a test. We consider times of difficulty to be a test, which it is. But there is no doubt the times, Jazakallahu khairan. There is no doubt that times of ease is also a test as the Sahaba radiallahu anhum would consider and they will not be patient in the times of ease but in the state of difficulty they found patience my brothers and sisters there is a white corolla blocking the cars in the driveway please remove the car barakallahu fikum And we don't like to make these announcements during the lesson, my dear brothers and sisters. We kindly request 
it's from the adab of the masjid that when you come you take into consideration the others the congregation and nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam as allah commanded he forbade attending to the masjid if you have eaten raw onion or garlic so that you do not harm others for harming the congregation of the masjid is not allowed be considerate with your parking we do not want to always have to make these announcements throughout our lessons but when a calamity occurs there is a lot of motivation to be patient people are motivated to be patient whenever there's a calamity but the question is who can be patient remembering allah azza wa jal during ease while the blessings of all types are showering upon them that is the test many people can tend to forget this and that is why abu dar uh, abu darda radiyallahu anhu he gave this advice and he said Remember Allah in times of ease and Allah will remember you when you are going through times of difficulty. And that was from the advice of the Prophet ﷺ where he said, protect Allah's rights and he will protect you. And the usage of favors and times of ease and present conditions in these times my dear brothers when favors pour down from morning to evening we ask where is the remembrance of Allah some people get caught away because they're comfortable Allah's given them wealth health family so the remembrance of Allah goes down this is very dangerous we must be thankful and remembering Allah at all times whether it is times of ease or times of difficulty the second advice Abu Darda gave in this first advice because it consisted of a number of advices he said if you remember the dead place yourself among them if you remember those who have passed away then place yourself as a muslim imagine yourself to be among them and that's another beautiful word of advice to remember death and if the hearts were good then death would not be mentioned except that the heart would tremble from fear of allah azza wa jal when the heart is pure my brothers it takes death as a great reminder it takes death as a great reminder it's not like the believer is not like other people people that are far from allah or even not muslims when you talk about the topic of death it's like you electrocute them and they'll say to you i don't want to hear about this they don't want to hear about it it's like being in denial but the mu'min is not like this the mu'min loves to remember death and he should remember death because it keeps him steadfast on the path of Allah azza wa jal 
And that is why Abu Darda radiallahu anhu said, if you remember the dead, place yourself among them. And one example of this, my brothers and sisters, is the great Imam from the Salaf by the name of Ibrahim al-Nakha'i rahimahullah. Ibrahim al-Nakha'i was from the land of Kufa in Iraq. And he was from the great scholars of Islam. If a person died in Kufa, no matter who it was, and Ibrahim al-Nakha'i was made aware of someone passing away, he would become very fearful. Regardless if he knew the person or not. And it would be said to him, O Ibrahim, you are our teacher. And you are a great scholar. And we can see that death has alarmed you. Just by him knowing someone has passed away. His students would see it in his face. We can see that death has alarmed you. So Ibrahim would reply to them and he would say, I am not alarmed of death. Death does not scare me. He said, but rather what comes after it is what concerns me. What comes after death? Your brother has passed away and he's either to the bliss or to the fire. This is how the believer thinks. He thinks about what's coming. Is he pleasing Allah or is he displeasing Allah Azza wa Jal? He said, and this brother of yours used to live amongst you just like you are alive now. He was alive. And now he has passed. But after death, where does he go? Where has he gone? Is he gone to the garden of bliss or is it to the garden of the fire? And that is why the Prophet ﷺ would also remember death and remind of death. When he passed by two graves, he stopped and he said to the companions radiallahu anhum, the inhabitants of these two graves are being punished. And they are not being punished for something hard, meaning they are being punished for great sins which they could have easily avoided. That's what the hadith means. They are being punished for two sins which they could have easily avoided. One of them would not purify himself from the bathroom. He was not cautious when he used the bathroom. He let the urine and the impurity go on himself and his clothes. And the other would go about and the other would go about in namima in malicious gossip and namima my brothers and sisters is from the major sins it is when a person goes when a person goes to a muslim and he tells him this person said this about you to cause problems between them this is namima and it is a major sin so we as Muslims, my brothers, we have to make preparation for what comes after death. And death is guaranteed. If you reach the morning, as the Prophet ﷺ said, do not expect to reach the evening. And if you reach the evening, do not expect 
to reach the morning. Live in this world as if you are a traveler. The traveler does not have high expectations from his travel because he's going to a main destination. And it is shaitan that makes us forget death. And he makes us prolong our thoughts and our hopes in this dunya. As Allah said, shaitan does not promise them except delusion. And when remembering the death of the Muslims, whether it's your friends, your family, the scholars, going to a janazah prayer, one must prepare himself as if he was the one that died. The Salaf al-Salih, the pious predecessors, they said, we used to go to Aza to pay condolence. And they said, we would not know who to give the condolence to. The Salaf, they said, if we used to go to someone's house who their family had died, we would enter and we wouldn't know who the family is because everyone was in a state of remembering death and mourning. Whereas us today, my brothers and sisters, Wallahi, not even at the Aza, at the actual graveyard, the body is getting put in the ground and people are talking about the worldly life and the dunya. You'll go to the graveyard to try to get a reminder about death and you hear two brothers talking about business and their next job and where are you working and what are you doing? Allahu Akbar, if the graveyard and the body in the grave is not softening your heart to remember death, then when are you going to remember it? Wallahi, that's a sign of a hard heart. The hearts have become hard, so hard, my brothers and sisters, that even death, we see it and it doesn't move the heart. And we are not reminded. The Salaf were not like that. They would remember death. And they were concerned about their Akhirah. And that's why they worked very hard for their next life. He then said, Abu Darda radiallahu anhu, and if you value something from the dunya, just remember what it will become. Allahu Akbar. If you value, if something from the dunya enters your heart, just remember what this thing will become later on. In other words, everything perishes. And this is an advice for us not to be attached to the worldly life. Yes, you can enjoy what Allah has given you in this world. There is no harm. But there is a difference between using what you need from the dunya, enjoying what you need from the dunya, and the heart being attached to the worldly life. This is a punishment. So if a person values high status, then he should look at what it becomes. The kings, all of the past have perished. If a person values wealth, what happens to your wealth? It disappears. 
And when you die, it doesn't follow you to your grave. It moves on. My dear brothers, your wealth, not only does it move on after you die, even before your death. At the stages of death, your wealth is no longer yours. Did you know that? If a person is dying and they're in the final stages of their life and they wanted to get their money, their wealth, and they wanted to give it all in the path of Allah, right before their death, they can't. Because now it is technically belonging to the ones that inherit. Did you know this? This is how quick the worldly life passes. This is how quick the dunya perishes away from you. Fa Abu Darda is giving a beautiful advice. Anything you value from the dunya, just remember what it's going to become. It's going to become nothing. Fast cars, big house, mansion, a beautiful wife, a beautiful husband, and, and, and. At the end of the day, it's going to mean nothing. Just remember what it becomes. When you remember that, nothing attaches to your heart except Allah. And this is how we have to be. So my dear brothers and sisters, this was the first advice of Abu Darda. He then, radiallahu anhu, we move on to the second advice that he gave. And this advice was in a dua that he made. Abu Darda, radiallahu anhu, used to say in his dua, Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the separation of the heart. I seek refuge in you from the separation of the heart. So then they asked him, what is the separation of the heart? He said that the wealth is placed for me in every valley. That wealth is placed for me in every valley. In this dua, Abu Darda is asking Allah not to make the dunya open up for him too much. Because this will cause the heart to separate. And that's how he explained it. That the wealth is there for me in every valley. Meaning every step I take, there is money. And I'm making money. How many people wish for this and work for it? To be frequently making money. The Sahaba would seek refuge from this. Because they knew the danger it had on the heart. And how many people who the dunya has opened up for them and they have forgotten about Allah Azza wa Jal. I seek refuge in Allah from the separation of the heart because the heart fluctuates as the scholars said. It is not possible for the heart to unite upon obedience while some of the heart is in every valley chasing the dunya. Can't. A heart cannot be obedient to Allah if it is chasing every valley. This is what Abu Darda radiallahu anhu is saying. 
And when he was asked, what is the separation of the heart? He said that wealth is placed for me in every valley. This was his advice for the ummah. And the person that is content with what Allah has given him from the dunya is the one who is truly rich. As the Prophet ﷺ said, Al-ghina ghina nafs True wealth or true richness is the richness of the soul. When your soul is content with what it has. But when the soul is not content, you will be poor. Even if you are a multi-millionaire. Because the nafs is never satisfied. So the person feels like he is still poor. And he is poor. Even with the millions or billions of dollars. But when the heart is content, you are rich. Even if you have very small portion of the dunya. And it was narrated by one of the tabi'een. He said, I asked Umm darda the wife of Abu darda the great companion. Which worship did Abu darda perform most? They were curious. Abu darda what was the most worship that he loved to perform? His wife said, pondering and reflecting over Allah. This is what he loved to do. He used to love to ponder and reflect over Allah. And he himself said, pondering for one hour over Allah and the greatness of Allah, for me, is better than praying the night prayer. SubhanAllah. Abu Darda, he says, pondering and reflecting for an hour is better than praying the night prayer. And this is true. Allah praises the ones who remember him and ponder over him. Those who remember Allah standing, sitting and laying down on their sides. That's the quality of the mu'min. Because the more you ponder and reflect over Allah, the closer it brings you to Allah, the more it makes you fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For this was the second advice of Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala anhu and insha'Allah in our next lesson we will start with the third advice bi-ithnillahi ta'ala wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam